0: First road point of the season, last time out against Atlanta, leads us into the final stop on this three-game road trip. New York squares off against Orlando on Saturday night. With Connor Lay, this is Matt Harmon from the New York Red Bull Radio Network. Today we talk to forward Tom Barlow about his path to Major League Soccer and continued connection to the city of St. Louis. It's time once again for another edition of Red Bull Weekly. Good to say a point over the weekend against Atlanta as New York able to grab their first point away from Red Bull Arena in this Major League Soccer season. Albeit it wasn't three, which would have been nice, but they'll take a point against Atlanta as they continue to play an Atlanta team which they have never lost to during the course of the regular season. We're brought to you as we always are here on Red Bull Weekly by our good friends at the New Jersey Institute of Technology, NJIT. With Connor Laid, this is Matt Harmon. Uh, Connor, it's the last game of this three-game road trip. You and I have talked for two weeks prior to this last one about the importance of getting points on the road. Uh, Clearly, it was not the case against New England, but was the case last time out against Atlanta.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, looking back on it, you know, Tough result up in New England. We know it's a a very difficult place to play and uh, yet again walk away feeling disappointed after that match. But, you know, a a positive performance down in Atlanta, um, you know, to get a point in an environment like that is always big. Uh, You know, still thinking that, you know, they had opportunities um, that possibly take away three points, but overall a positive point on the road in a tough environment. Can walk away uh you know feeling pretty good about that heading into Orlando which you know can be a, another huge test down in Orlando in the heat in the middle of summer is is uh is a huge task so I think this team's uh wrapping their head around that but uh some good positives to take out of the last two results
0: yeah Connor I, I guess in a way it, it is crazy I mean if you had to sign up for a time to go to Florida you're either hoping Can we go in, like, March or April, April, maybe September, October? uh, But to go there in July, and it's not the first time that this has happened to Red Bull. They've had to make these trips. Everybody has to make that one road trip that they don't want to uh, during the course of the MLS season. But you know one thing. I mean, listen, if it's hot, it's not just hot for you. It's hot for the other team as well. And, um, you know, the, the training withstanding, I'm not sure that anyone ever looks forward to playing in 90, 95 degrees, right?
1: Yeah. And you know, that's the funny part of the thing of kind of the release of the schedule. You've got games that you look forward to, and then you've got games that you're checking on your calendar. Are we going down to Orlando in the middle of summer? Are we going to Dallas or Houston? You know, these are the types of places that you are thinking, please let that be a fall or a early spring or, you know, even beginning of the season. But I think uh, for me, that's something I always looked out for and seeing Orlando and, you know, the beginning of July, you, you kind of let your head fall and realize, you know, it's going to be a tough task no matter what because Orlando's got a very good team this year. Um, you know, Oscar Pere has has them in a very good way, and they've been very dominant at home. And so, uh, you know, the heat is just another aspect of it. And there's going to be, you know, Red Bull's going to go down there. Zero excuses. They're, uh, you know, as you said, the both teams have to play in this heat, this humidity, but uh, I think, Orlando's upper hand that they get to train in it every day.
0: To be fair, it's supposed to be around 90 degrees on Saturday down in Orlando. It's been more than 90 here in the New York, New Jersey area. So, I mean, listen, it it is what it is, right? I mean, you play in the weather that whatever it could be, you could be in Utah in March and it could be uh, snowy and freezing. In this particular case, it's going to be in Orlando. You know it's going to be hot. You know it's going to be humid. Uh, The one thing that you do know if you are this Red Bull team, it's a team that you've already played. And it's a team that you've got three points against. They were able to get a full compliment earlier in the season. Orlando at that point had not lost the game. Red Bull gave them their first loss. So I'm, I'm sure if you are Oscar Pereja, you're thinking, okay, we need to make sure that we even the score against this team. And if you're Red Bull, Connor, do you walk in with, Hey, we, we already know that we can have success against this team.
1: Absolutely. I think uh, it was a, it was a big performance to Red Bull at home against Orlando the first time around. And, Handing a team their first loss always feels good, but you know on the flip side of things, they remember that. And I think the the big factor in this match is, you know, they they were missing a couple of their big weapons that they have back now in Nani and Daryl DK, and these guys were not present in that first match. So I think that's going to add add a whole other layer to to this match. Um, we know that you know defensively, these are two guys that you build a team around. You've got to key in on it and. I know that's a big emphasis going into this week of training is getting your tactics right to deal with two very dangerous players like them. But I think that that's going to really be, be the biggest test. And I think, but you know, you, you had a great game plan last time out and I think you go back to the video and see what worked against Orlando the first time around. And I think you can go into it feeling confident that you had a good performance. You know, you, there's a couple of players you add in, but overall you walk away feeling positive and, it, you know, it's going to be a tough road match, but I think the the whole flipping a switch in your brain about getting some road results. And I know this team is hungry to get a win on the road.
0: Still early in the week, obviously, but when you think of it, you know, based on what you saw uh, last time out against Atlanta, New York might be a little thin in the back, depending on who is able to go. Uh, clearly you hope that with a full week of rest, and you mentioned names like DK and Nani. I mean, Connor, in a perfect world, you've got your back line intact at minimum going into this game.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's going to be the big thing, and it's going to be a key to watch this week, how guys came out of last game, another few injuries with Tom Edwards and Andres Reyes. So already a, a somewhat thin back line. Um, you know, I think Red Bull fans are going to be keen on seeing those updates throughout the week. And But either way, I think there's no excuse going into the match. Um, it, you have to be ready when your number's called, and that's why you do uh, do work in the offseason to build depth. And so I think that's going to be uh, exciting for whoever is going to be on that back line. It's going to be a big test and uh, to play against a group like that. But, uh, you know, it, it should be interesting.
0: Always joke with uh, my radio partner, Steve Jolly. Um, Connor, I guess you're in the same boat now. I mean, if we needed you for a couple of minutes, could we throw you and Jolly onto the field if things are that desperate?
1: listen, I, it's a slippery slope when you stop training every day. And so I think I'm going to need a week down in Orlando to shed some LBs, but I think, uh, yeah, in a pinch, Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready. I I'm go back to the center back days. I don't know about outside back. It's a little bit too much fitness and I've lacking that game fitness, but maybe center back, but uh, I'm I'm not so sure against a group like that. might have to sit out the Orlando one. I know Jolly always said he's
0: ready for a good solid five, six minutes after that. (laughs) Probably very downhill and very fast. There you um, go.
1: Maybe, maybe we should just tag team that. They can just start flipping up
0: on and off. Maybe you know, based on age and retirement, maybe there's a there's a disclaimer in the MLS rules that says we can just have these guys swap in and out. It doesn't even really necessarily count as a sub. I, I don't know who, who who's to say. um You know, you think of it, Connor, for our guest today, Tom Barlow interesting story. All of the players are, everybody kind of has their own little nuances to how they came up, uh, drafted after a really solid collegiate career at the University of Wisconsin, has all the physical tools. Um, And I think right now, we saw it the other day against Atlanta, he does so many things well in terms of the pressing system, that whether it was Jesse Marsh, who started it, to Chris Armis, to Bradley Carnell, to now Gerhard Struber. Tom Barlow kind of fits the mold of what a prototypical Red Bull forward should look like.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think you look at kind of his build, his speed, uh, his ability to defend in high positions on the field, it it checks a lot of boxes for this Red Bull system. And I think Tom's kind of a a guy you know exactly what you're going to get from him every day. He comes, he works hard. He uh, he puts the team first. I know that, you know, especially in a time, you know, when after a season getting a lot of minutes and, you know, you're bringing a couple of forwards now with Fabio and Patrick Klamala, and maybe you're not getting as many minutes as before, but you know, Tom, he's going to be ready when he gets that chance. And I thought he put a pretty good performance in against Atlanta. And obviously getting that start was big for him, but I think it's the one thing you, you're just waiting for for Tom is that explosion of, you know, offensive production and you know we've seen him h- hints you know get some goals along the way and i think that's the one thing he puts himself in such good spots so you're just waiting for him you know one thing to little uh, a fl- uh, a switch to flick and you feel like there's just going to be goals pouring out but i think you can't say enough good things about tom barlow and he's such a good teammate always enjoyed being in the locker room with him and i'm excited to talk to him today
0: well we will be able to uh talk with tom barlow coming up in just a second uh, we've got a lot to talk with about him uh, and and with him should be a real fun conversation. We invite you to stick around. This is Red Bull Weekly. We take a quick time out here. We're brought to you by the New Jersey Institute of Technology. More coming up right after this quick pause. New York Red Bulls Weekly brought to you in part by the New Jersey Institute of Technology. NJIT makes industry ready engineers in more than 20 fields if it's engineering, it's at NJIT, number one in the nation for student upward economic mobility. Learn more at NJIT.edu. We are back here on Red Bull Weekly with Connor Laid. I'm Matt Harmon. We've got the broadcast coming up for you on the New York Red Bull Radio Network on Saturday as the team finishes up a three-game road trip down in Orlando to take on the Lions. Good enough to give us some time here on his off day is forward Tom Barlow. Uh, Tom, that was a really important game. Let's start with the most current one first against Atlanta, just being able to say, hey, we finally got a point on the road.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Yeah, we've been uh, struggling on the road. That's something we've been talking about. So to go down there in a tough environment in front of uh, a big crowd, uh, it was, you know, we obviously wanted three points, but to come away with one is a is a good start for us. And you know, hopefully, uh, we kind of keep it rolling into the next game. Tom,
0: just from a from a mentality standpoint, I mean, you guys have been so good at home the the, the four wins. You know, throw the the one loss in against Kansas City at the beginning part of the year. What is it that is so difficult about getting points on the road for teams in Major League Soccer? I mean, clearly, there's home field advantage and maybe style of play and things like that. Um, but at some point, does it does it kind of wear on you? I mean, four games in, you're like, hey, what what's going on here?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a little, uh, it's disappointing right now because obviously we're trying to win every game. But uh, I, you know, I think it, it's just tough. You know, tough to go uh, on the road, and you know, you're playing good teams um, in uh, in tough environments, and um, obviously with the crowds being back is great too. But uh, so that that brings a little bit more to it. Um, I don't know if you know travel to a little bit might affect uh might affect you in a little way but I mean we there's no really uh, excuse you know we're, we're still going out to try to try to bring all, all points back so uh, I think you know we just got to do a little bit better on the road and uh, be a little bit more focused and and uh you know try to try to bring back some points
1: Tom, you talk about getting points on the road, and I feel like it was a big positive performance in Atlanta. And you know, maybe a little disappointing not to grab an, an additional two with some of the chances you had. But take us through a little bit. This is this is such a young team, and you know, for a lot of these guys, the new additions to the team haven't played in Atlanta before. What was that experience like for these guys where, you know, when you walk into that stadium and even pre-match, you're there hour and a half before the match and there's fans yelling at you. And so what was that like for, for obviously you've experienced it before, but for the young guys on the team, what was that like?
2: Oh, I think they loved it. You know, we kind of talked about it before uh, heading down there, just kind of giving them a, a little insight of what it's like. And, uh, but like you said, you like walking into the stadium, as soon as we get there off the bus and there's already fans inside there. So, you know, they're they're yelling at you and, you know, talking smack and stuff already. And uh, so it's I mean, it's a blast. And then obviously, uh, you know, getting to start and walk through that tunnel is a cool, a cool feeling, cool experience. And just walking on that stadiums that, you know, you've been there, it's unbelievable. It's huge. And especially with the the closed roof too the, the noise and is just bouncing all over the place. So it, it's loud. It's hard to communicate. Uh, you know, coaches yelling at you throughout the game. You can't hear them. Um, so it's, it's electric. So it's a, it's a really cool environment. And, uh, just, you know, obviously with all the fans being back, it was really cool to go down there and and play in front of a, a huge crowd. So I think the guys really enjoyed it.
0: Red Bull coming off a scoreless draw with Atlanta first road point of the season team will finish up a three game trip in Orlando on Saturday night. Um, Tom, you know there, there's so many little things to talk about with you, and I've had so many fun conversations with you over the years. But right before we we kind of started this interview, you and Connor were talking about email situations. You're still using your email from the University of Wisconsin. That's how people get in touch with you. Not not anymore. Not anymore.
2: It's uh, they might they might still be trying to get in touch with me, but I'm not getting it. So, yeah, I was I was using uh, when I first got here. I was still using my school email and. Uh, I've just been kind of riding it out, uh, you know, for a couple years. And then I don't know if it was last year that they finally just discontinued it and kicked me off. So I switched over my email to a Gmail account and, uh, you know, I've obviously had some problems with, you know, people trying to get a hold of me. So I've had to uh, notify them that I switched my email, but it's starting to click now. I think people are starting to get it. So, but I had, I had to uh, contact the union. I had to contact you guys, the
0: team manager. So. I think I've finally got it all sorted out, but I mean, let's remember that you finished your playing career in Wisconsin back in 2017. You were drafted in 2018 by New York. I mean, it, it it's been a couple of years. Oh, this yeah. transition's got to be a little quicker.
2: Oh yeah, I should have uh, probably should have done it. I knew it was coming, you know. I should have done it as soon as I left, but uh, you know, I I don't know for whatever reason, I just kind of kept it and uh, just kind of wrote it out until it until it you know as long as it lasted. So. But yeah, definitely should have done that way sooner.
1: He's just a proud badger, Matt. You know, he just wanted to rep that badger flag as long as he could. Oh, yeah. And you know, I think, I think we we need to contact the university because you got to have some pretty gold emails in there that we need to get a hold of. So. Oh yeah.
2: Well, yeah. If I ever make it back to you know school, which is the
0: plan, hopefully they'll <laughs> they'll reboot it for me. You know, get that thing running again. Tom, tell me about as as you were at Wisconsin, you know, I, I, I kind of went back a little bit. And, and during your time there as a Badger, you spent some time with some different PDL teams. How does Tom Barlow from St. Louis at Wisconsin wind up playing PDL with Reading United and with the Des Moines menace? I'm OK with the Chicago one. That kind of makes sense a yeah. little bit. But but why Reading and why Des Moines back in the day?
2: So, um, I had a, I, I had a pretty, it was after my freshman year, freshman summer. So going into my sophomore, uh, sophomore season, I went to Redding and, um, uh, they, they just reached out to my coach. I had a pretty decent season. So they reached out to, uh, my head coach, uh, John Trask and just asked if I'd be interested in coming out and playing. And, uh, you know, they, they have a, a pretty good reputation and, uh, they've been really good over the, over the years and sent a lot of guys pro. So, I uh, thought it was a great opportunity, and uh, you know I've never been to the, really the East Coast, so I was excited to kind of get out there and check it out and learn and try to get better. And it actually, it was, so it really worked out well for me. It was a cool experience.
0: Connor, one one second, I know you want to jump in. Let me clear something up for you, Tom. Reading is not the East Coast; it's in the eastern part of the United States. You're right, it's not on the coast. I mean, I, I hate to have it be confusing for a guy who's from St. Louis and kind of the the middle of the country being on the coast means you can kind of see the water. You might, you might go to the beach every once in a while.
2: Reading is definitely not the coast. That's my bad. Yeah, actually. uh, Yeah. I never saw the water actually while I was there. So uh, yeah, you're right. But you know, it was East ish, you know, so. uh, But no, it was a cool experience and we had a great team. I learned a lot. Um, And then the Des Moines was just uh, Mike Makovich was there. He was the coach and, He's a Chicago guy and he knew uh, our coaches and uh, we sent a couple guys there the, the summer before and they had a good experience. And so it was just something new and uh, I really enjoyed that too. It was a lot of fun and I and, uh, got better and met a lot of cool people. And so it all worked out. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. I think good save because yeah, everyone was steaming when they hear "reading East coast. I was yeah, yeah, glad you were able to clear that one up, but. You know, speaking about your uh, youth and collegiate career, um, you know, your next opponent that you get this weekend. Oh, yeah. Orlando, your your strike partner from Wisconsin, Chris Mueller. Oh, yeah. Give me a little bit of insight there. Uh, you guys have a, a, a chat going before your games? You get a little trash talk leading into it, or are you a little bit, you know, can't wait to see you? Walk us through that dynamic a little bit.
2: So uh, we played on the- – when we played a few weeks ago at, at home. So uh, he, t- he reached out to me actually, shot me a text and uh, you know we, we talked a little bit and uh, you know we obviously got the win so uh, just he's you know super competitive, so I don't think he was too happy. So I didn't get a chance to talk to him after the game, but uh, I'll probably shoot him a text here in the next day or two and, uh, and say something to him. but you know he's obviously uh, he's done real well down there. They got a great team, so it should be, uh, should be a lot of fun. But yeah, no, he's a, he's a good guy and a good player, but not too much trash talking. But uh, we definitely send each other a few texts and just say, you know, looking forward to seeing you and all that kind of stuff.
0: Tom, you've got uh, the opportunity here this week against your your former college friend to, to, to you know, keep that rivalry going a little bit. What was it like when the two of you were at school together?
2: It was great. It was great. I mean, he, he obviously is a, a fantastic player. He's a good dude. Um, so it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, he, he really did well, uh, up at Wisconsin and, uh, you know, I benefited from playing with him and, and learned from him. And, uh, I thought we played really well together too, especially, you know, as we, uh, we got to a chance to kind of figure each other out as, uh, being, you know, playing together for four years. So, um, you know, we struggled the first couple seasons, we were a pretty young team and then junior, senior year, we really started clicking and our team, uh, did really well and, and, uh, we both benefited from it. So it was a lot of fun.
0: Drafted in the second round back in 2018 uh, by the team you are still with today, that being the New York Red Bulls. Have to think that, you know, of your first couple of years within the league, signing your first team contract in May, getting the opportunity to play in May, and scoring a goal uh, against Atlanta in that, that big game a couple of seasons ago when your team was down to 10 men. Anytime that you play Atlanta, I have to think that that pops into your head.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, they're obviously, uh, you know, one of our rivals, and they're a great team. And so, uh, yeah, being that that was the, the the team I scored my first goal against, it always kind of brings brings back that memory. But, uh, yeah, new season, though, and, uh, you know, kind of put that behind me uh, and just trying to focus on, uh, you know, what's in front of me and new goals and, you know, and trying to help the team win and all that sort of stuff, so.
1: Tom, you speak about rivalry, and I feel like, you know, there, you look around MLS and there's some real genuine rivalries, you know, some are more manufactured than others, but our rivalry with Atlanta, you know, there's a lot of bad blood there. At least there has been in the past couple of years being a little bit removed from it now. Is that bad blood still there? Is there still a lot of trash talk going on in the field, even though when players are moving in and out, because I I think that's it for a while there it was, it was pretty hostile.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's still there. I mean, like, just being down there. Uh, I mean, you can still tell, like, the the fans still uh, are talking smack to you. They still bring up uh, how they won the cup and stuff a couple years ago. Um, so, you know, it's definitely still there. And but I feel like, I mean, you know, I I feel like everywhere we go, you know, teams hate playing against us. They hate us. So it's all, you know, it's all real fun. And but yeah, definitely them, you know, in particular, they, there's definitely some bad blood. So it's always fun playing against them.
1: Yeah. I feel like it, it's a rivalry match almost everywhere we go. And it every, yeah, everywhere. everywhere. People everywhere. hate playing us. <laughs> makes every game spicy. Oh, yeah. um, but coming out of that result, obviously we set a bit, a big result on the road to get a point. What was Gerhardt's message after that game? And, kind of where? what's the focus been on heading into this Orlando match where it may be a little bit of a different look to the team with Nani and Daryl DK back in the squad?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, his message was a, a little similar to uh, kind of what I said. You know, obviously one of the three points, but, you know, to to get a point down down there in, the, you know, the crazy environment they have, uh, it's a step in the right – you know, it's a step in the right direction and, you know, just kind of carry it into this week. And obviously Orlando is going to be a huge – a huge game for us. They're a really good team. They got a lot of, a lot of different guys that bring a lot to the table. And like you said, Nani DK's back. So uh, it's going to be a big challenge, but you know, we're excited. We're looking forward to getting down there and uh, we're going to try to bring the three points back.
0: Tom Barlow joining us here on red bulls Weekly with Connor late on Matt Harmon team is in Orlando on Saturday night. Uh, Tom born and raised in the city of St. Louis, a place that you still have a large Place in your heart for correct of
2: course of course yeah
0: st louis blues is that still at the top of the list
2: absolutely
1: uh, don't even get them started matt absolutely started. birds birds too cardinals
0: i mean is isn't it a little difficult to be on the east coast now and still pay attention i mean look at all the options that you've got on on where you are you could switch over yankees mets you could hop on any of the three local hockey teams you just That's won't do it though right no, no, i uh stuck with the
2: the Blues and the the Cardinals. Although I, I do just because they're always on, I you know I'll throw a Mets game on or a Yankees game, and I've been to a couple of the Devils games back uh, before COVID. Um, but yeah, no, I I was rooting for them when I was young, so it's
0: kind of kind of stuck with me. Have you seen any of the teams from St. Louis when they do make the occasion to come to the East Coast? I have not.
2: I have not yet. That's uh, I mean, definitely something I want to do, and hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully in the future, uh, we'll see when the, you know, obviously hockey Stanley Cup's
0: going on right now. So hopefully next season they'll they'll come out and uh, I'll get a chance to see them. Connor, put that in the book for for a road trip for the three of us next time that the Blues or the Cardinals come to town. I mean, I would say I would say we would treat, but you're retired and I work in education, so I think Tom, who's still the professional. He probably treats right.
1: I think it's only right.
0: Hey,
2: hey! If it's uh, the Blues or Cardinals are playing, we'll go.
1: On me. <laughs> Tom, On me. obviously, you you guys, you know, you're still riding high from the the Stanley Cup victory last year, uh, and you know, this season, you know, yeah, make the playoffs, get get swept, no big deal. Yeah. It's all right. You still got the Stanley Cup in your back pocket. But I want to ask Matt a question, a little trivia fact for Matt. St. Louis no longer has a football team. You know, they got their Rams stripped away from them. But Tom Barlow does support one other football team. And I want you to guess what team that is.
0: I mean, I got to think. I got to think it's it's like Chicago just because of the area, but maybe it's Kansas City because of the area.
1: Good guesses. But, Tom, give it to him. Good guesses. But, no,
2: it's the uh, Titans. Tennessee I mean, Titans. I, why? Oh my god! I mean, like, why? Because when the Rams left, uh, so I, when I was up in college, me and my two roommates were all from St. Louis. So, uh, you know, the, once the Rams left, we were all kind of kind of bummed out, and we didn't exact. Everyone started going to Kansas City. You know, they hopped on the the Chiefs bandwagon. So we decided to do a random generator online to pick a team, and it picked the uh, Tennessee Titans. So. We've been riding with them ever since, and we had a big signing in the offseason. Julio
0: Jones is coming, so uh, we'll see.
2: Hopefully I, we do well.
0: I mean, think of how fun it would have been had you just done what everybody else did and grabbed the Chiefs. You'd, I know, but that, that would have been easy. They were already, time,
2: they're already uh, you know, trending in that way. So the, the Titans weren't that great, you know, a few years
0: back. So they're starting to get better, so it's yeah. a
2: little bit more fun.
0: Tom, walk me through, change gears here a little bit. And I don't even know if you realize it, but, hmm. and, and, and hopefully they can pull this clip out and do a little video preview of what our podcast is. What is happening in that picture behind you? You
2: like that? Love that. They, uh, what is it? Tapestry. So I'm actually, I'm, uh, I'm down in Delaware actually right now. My, my, uh, girlfriend's living down here. Uh, for the summer, she's only got a week. She's a physical therapist student, so she's out here doing her clinicals. So I'm down here uh, helping her pack because she's getting ready to head back home. So I gotta, I gotta come down here and help uh, pack her car.
0: Well, that was that was gonna be the that was gonna be the follow up. Like, what does Tom Barlow do on his day off? You've yeah. now answered, you've now answered that, and it's I'm not I'm gonna working. lie, Tom. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's not anything sexy like I was hoping for. So. <laughs> no it's work it's work so no this is her doing okay it's kind of cool i kind of like it well no i didn't say i didn't like it but i kind of thought maybe was it because you're in the you're in the group house right there's a bunch of you live together i thought you know there was some sort of influence from one of the guys that you were trying to class the place up a little bit
2: no everything uh everything in my room is pretty much uh from the person before me left except for the one time uh connor had me uh do a little uh, house tour so i had to throw up a few posters on the wall
1: <laughs> yeah uh,
2: you know just to make it look like you know i didn't live in like a cell or something
1: that's i was hoping that this was a new addition to the room but nah. i think that, that may have to find its way into your car and just get it into your room because i know you're a big outdoors guy and that oh, yeah. just this just fits perfectly into your personality i know i like it i like i
2: actually so i actually helped pick it out but uh all right. but yeah this is this is all her
0: all right, so Connor Connor led me into something I did want to talk about. And since he did that, I'll I'll steal it and credit it as my own. Tom, you are you are an outdoor guy. What what are the things that Tom Barlow likes to do if he's not helping his girlfriend pack and move out of Delaware? Uh I mean I like going to the beach.
2: Uh, you know, obviously being from St. Louis, you never get a chance to go to the beach. So ever since I've been out here, uh, you know, only being an hour or two away from the beach. Um you know, I I, uh, I enjoy going down to the shore, especially when it's warm out, and you know, getting in the ocean and all that's all that sort of stuff. So, I'm a big beach guy. So, I'd rather go to the beach than the city, to be honest with you.
0: But you're but you're an outdoor guy. You like the winter as well, don't you? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I like all the seasons.
2: You know, obviously being up in Wisconsin for a few years was cold, and then being out here now too, the winters get, uh, you know, there's a ton of snow. I know when I first got back here this year. Uh, I drove from St. Louis, and uh, I was here for like a day or two, and then we got two feet of snow. And so I was stuck in the house for a couple days. But, uh, but yeah, I just – I enjoy all the seasons. I like the snow, the sun. But, uh, yeah, I definitely consider myself to be, uh, you know, more outdoorsy. I like being outside and doing stuff.
1: I mean, you're talking to one of the greatest lifeguards on the East Coast here today. <laughs> I mean, Matt Harmon is – I think it's – what is it, 10 times in a row voted – Best lifeguard in the world. Yeah, oh, yeah? I was going
0: to say you don't. You don't mean Sean Nealis, who spent some time on Long Island. No. Uh, Tom, totally. if you if you, totally if you need a spot, if you need a spot on the beach, come down anytime. I'd be happy to ha- happy to have you hop on here in Monmouth County.
1: Yeah. And they did you hear? Did you hear? He referred to it as the shore as well. So I as mean,
0: the shore, he's kind I mean, of. I mean. Again, we. If if you're a local, you say I'm just going to the beach. If you're if you're that guy who thinks Reading is the East Coast, you'd probably say the shore. But that's okay. You're getting Tom. You're, getting I, I'll there. say this: you're getting there. I'm you're getting, getting
1: there. there. I mean, steps. I love it. I love it, Tom. Yeah. Give us give us a little bit more insight. Obviously, I know f- a few more things that you like to do off the field, but t- I know you you know read a bit. I know you've gotten into meditation in the past couple of years. T- talk us through your meditation technique right now.
2: Uh, not. I mean, I don't do. I mean, I'll do a little bit of meditation, but what I've actually,
1: I think I talked to you about it
2: uh, last time I I spoke with you. I was doing the. I still do it every once in a while. Is the Wim Hof breathing? Oh that's right. So it's the these breathing techniques that are uh, that are pretty cool and uh, I don't know it's just something something different and uh, it makes you feel good and uh, it's supposed to be pretty good for you. So it's something I've been uh, trying to, you know, incorporate in the kind of a daily routine. You know, I'm, it's not every single day, but uh, you know, it's something I like to do when I got a little bit of time. But uh, yeah, it's interesting.
0: I think check we, it out. I think we can finish with a little thumb to finger Little let's, little meditation. Let's close the eyes for just a second. All three of us, close the eyes. Um.
1: Yeah, give us some breathing it, techniques there, Tom.
0: And and we can wrap with that. That is a right. perfect way, Tom, to have us go out. Uh, always appreciate spending some time with you. you. You've been one of my favorite guys to talk to since you joined uh, the team and the franchise. Look forward to continued success for you on the field, including this week down in Orlando. Uh, the one point against Atlanta was great. We'd love to see three this week against the Lions. You got it. Me too. We'll uh, we'll try to bring it back.
2: Thanks for having me, though, guys. I appreciate it. It's good to talk to you, too, again, Matt.
0: Appreciate you coming on. For Connor Laid, for Tom Barlow, for all of us here at the New York Red Bull Radio Network, Zach and John our guys who helped get it up and running for us. That was Tom Barlow, team again in Orlando on Saturday night. Steve Jolly and I have the radio call for you coming up an hour prior with our Countdown and Kickoff pregame show, and then New York will finish up this three-game trip against Orlando City, hopefully bring home three points. Thanks, as always, for listening to us here on Red Bulls Weekly.